0: We are facing a mental health crisis and it's more important than ever to have access to the support we need. That's why I'm grateful for BetterHelp, the largest online counseling platform in the world. BetterHelp is changing the way people get help with life challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to licensed therapists. With BetterHelp, professional counseling is available anytime, anywhere, from your smartphone, computer, or tablet. If you're looking for support, sign up today at BetterHelp.com. Use the promo code SolvingHealthcare to get 10% off sign-up fees. That's BetterHelp.com promo code SolvingHealthcare. quadcast99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquadjo.ca. Welcome to
1: Solving Healthcare. I'm Quadro Caramante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Welcome back, Broadcast Nation. We have a tremendous episode with Katherine Brennan, and this is an intro to some of our perimenopausal, menopausal health content, women's health. And the motivator is just this simple fact that so many women have been suffering through their symptoms when we find out like it affects not only like the symptoms in general, hot flashes, which could be debilitating, but the mental health, the physical health, ability to work. Like I heard some data about how many women retire early as a result of uh, menopause to me it's we need to do something about it and educate the folks so i brought on katherine brennan who really talks about her own experience and how she had to advocate for getting treatment with uh, hormone replacement therapy and other means and starting her own community to, to try and spread the word to empower women to seek out help and kn- knowing that they don't have to sit there and suffer So great episode with Catherine. I hope you guys enjoy it. Before jumping on, I got to tell you about our latest and greatest endeavor where we have really invested in Substack. All our content, our episodes, newsletter, everything to stay up to date with everything Quadcast Nation is all up in there. So please sign up at quadcast.substack.com. Y'all will be part of the movement. Change it a boogie. All right. Without further ado, Catherine Brennan. Catherine Brennan has reached out several times about the magical thing she's doing to impact the lives of women, perimenopausal and menopausal women. And I'm new. I'm new to this field. I I really was uh, shocked at how many women I've heard having to suffer through their symptoms, and hearing the results of what that means to like in reality like when it comes to mental health physical health ability to work and so mm-hmm. i I was i'm like we got to do a better job of this we got to increase the awareness here so katherine yes welcome to the show
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Quacko, And we really appreciate all the work that you do up there. I'm I'm not up in Ottawa, but I know you do fabulous work there. Um, and for also bringing this to light, even though my light isn't the best right now. But that's okay, ladies, because sometimes it isn't always perfect. As I say, dinner just has to be on the table. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, yeah, menopause and perimenopause, you're not alone. An awful lot of doctors don't get very much training in the menopause and the perimenopause. And so I'm going to back it up a bit and talk about my personal experience. And you're very generous saying that I'm changing the space or radicalizing it. I'm really not. I'm just bringing together groups of women in their midlife who have similar experiences and are struggling and think that they're losing their mind when, in fact, they're not. They're just losing their estrogen. So I was around mid-40s. I'm now... 35 again. I'm now turning 49 or 50 this year. Um, and so I was like, what is wrong with me? I have no energy. I had a really low mood. And I was like, you know, I was aching. And I, even though I was getting a lot of sleep, I was like, there's something going on here. And then just by process of um, finding out through connections on Instagram, which is a great space, um, I, through Dr. Louise Neeson, who I believe you know, Dr. Quaco. Um, she's with the Balance uh, app and also the Menopause uh, Foundation in the UK. I found out that I was in the perimenopause. And I was like, the peri-what? I had never heard of this term before. Menopause, I'd heard. I knew that that was something that you went through as a woman and you raged for about 10 years and then you dried up into a little corner. That was the, the wrong perception, but that was the one that I had perimenopause i discovered is the seven to ten years before the menopause and it's a time when your estrogen levels don't just they're not they don't nosedive but they kind of fluctuate and that's when you have all these systemic kinds of feelings of heat like women with the hot flashes those typical ones but the less typical ones are low mood um uh, muscle aches sleeplessness because you have anxiety levels at two o'clock in the morning because that's your because your cortisol spikes at that time something happens in the, in the brain the amygdala part of the brain because you have all these receptors anyway so i dove deep and i was like i'm in the perimenopause and that's how it started so i was like this is good at least i know what it is and i thought maybe i could go along sort of the phytoestrogen part which is to look through it through just like support through, uh, I was using vitamins at the time. So it was like, um, Dr. Lorna van der ladies, you'd know what you'd see. It's a pink bottle in, um, the shoppers drug mart for men, smart, adreno, smart, those kinds of things. Didn't quite cut the mustard for me. And then I went to my GP. You want me to keep going?
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's good to hear this uh, perspective, like what exactly happened? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of women that have gone through exactly what those symptoms that you were describing and, and maybe even hearing your perspective on like what most women have had to, like what resources they've had before this, like, what would they, how would, how would they manage?
2: Well, okay. So I can tell you from the perspective of my mom, Um, she said, she, she looks at me now and she's like, I wish that I had that information available to me because she really struggled. And so a lot of women in midlife, you know, we struggle with anxiety because anxiety is another thing that estrogen is, you know, fluctuating and progesterone as well. You're fluctuating hormones. Essentially you're like a teenager and you're in this perfect storm where you, you are having this hormonal kind of fluctuation. You're probably looking after kids that are in their teen teen years and also your elderly um, parents and you're stuck in this sand and you're like there's no escaping it and because you know women tend to kind of say listen I can do it all don't worry I've got it handled and then you know you can't figure out why you're flat on your back weeping under a pile of laundry in the basement I'm speaking from personal experience so you're like you think you can do it all but in fact you can't Um, but when you, you're, you're, you're kind of embarrassed by it. You're like, Oh God, I, you know, what's the hot flashes. Oh, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. And you don't get through it on your own. So I'm asking for more support, both for the GPs themselves or the family doctors, um, and also for, um, Patients when they're coming and presenting with these, like it's not something that should be you should be ashamed of. It doesn't mean that you're any lesser. It just means that you need the the right kind of support. And again, it's not just HRT. It could also be through exercise and diet, etc. But it's, sometimes even just saying it out, out loud and sharing it amongst a supportive group of people um, is is in itself a good medicine. So, um, and again, I don't I don't call med- menopause a medical in- condition either. There's a lot to dig in here, but so, yeah, so um, when I went to my GP and I asked her, um, I said, I think I'm in the perimenopause. I've been doing these, you know, the Lauren evander things, supplements, it really isn't quite working. And I said, I think I'm going to be a good um, cal- uh, candidate for HRT. She flat out said no. Do you want to get into that part?
1: <laughs> wow. Like that, I mean, I think that's one of the major concerns for me is that when people just – have this perception that there's no room for it at all. Like there's like, yeah. and then based on a lot of old data. So, mm-hmm. you know, what did you, for example, what did you do? Like you have a family doctor that's saying like, I'm not going to treat you so, with HRT. So what do you do?
2: Well, I went to her and I said, um, and I thought she would be sympathetic and but being um, a female doctor as well, a couple of years younger than me. Um, but again, I think it's the training, the lack of training. There are very few docs who are given this kind of specific training, and they're basing their reticence on an old, um, world, um, women's health initiative survey, which was, uh, which was abandoned actually back in 2002, I believe it is. Um, and it was done on women in postmenopausal age, so 60 years and up, and they, erroneously found or projected a connection between HRT, estrogen, and breast cancer, an increased risk of breast cancer. And in fact, this has been since debunked. And instead of prescribing HRT at that time, they then switched to SSRIs, the antidepressants. So if you look at the prescription line for HRT, it went like this, and the the SSRIs went up like that. So they started putting people on antidepressants. And that's, in fact, what she offered me.
1: Yeah, WHI study. I think you're referring to. And going back to the training aspect, it's so true. Like, I, I mean, not that this must field of specialty, but when you look into the amount of access to um, these different approaches, it really doesn't exist. Like, we didn't learn about this in medical school for sure. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at uh, Louise Newsom's work in the in the UK and the amazing stuff she's done to educate the masses about yeah. Yeah. Uh, the symptoms, treatments. It, it really is changing the landscape. And I, I, I to me, when you learn about this, it, it, it just, you have to be motivated to want to, to, to educate more folks. So like, what do you like, what have you done basically to kind of normalize it, to, to get the the, the message out there?
2: Well, um, I've, I've just kind of connected with like-minded women um, in the similar stage. And I I, I just make a, a, a joke out of it. Not that it is a joke, but I think it's important to kind of pop the balloon of tension and um, to, to have a sense of humor about it and say, okay, we're not alone. This is not something, again, to be ashamed of. I'm going to return to this. This is a, an opportunity to have a pause, which is where the word menopause is it's like have a pause reflect on where you are in your life and really have an opportunity to say who am i right now where do i want to be in a couple of years time you know and and where am i in in my life kind of choices because if the problem is if we're not being treated as in um cared for i'm going to be careful with my words here because i don't believe that it's just a prescription i don't believe it's a one size fits all for each woman i believe that um, every like every man too, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to go into the 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 men thing. I'm no expert on men, um, but I would say, generally speaking, is that you know you you want to have a multifactorial support network there. So it's not just one thing. It's really about uh, finding a new awareness of your body and listening to your body. But if you're not being listened to in your doctor's office, a lot of women um, end up going um, with the SSRIs or being dismissed altogether and saying, you know what? Just bear with it, you'll get through it, it'll be fine. Da, 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 da. And then they really struggle. Um, there's a survey that was recently done. Um, I've got my numbers in front of me here, um, with healtheuropa.com, November 17, 2021. Menopausal women, the typical age for menopause peak is 51, and the typical age for suicidal ideation and suicide itself is 51 so there is a direct correlation between depressive mood disorder and where you are uh, in your in your menopause journey so to speak so for some women this is a very significant health concern and then the other health concerns too are your are your life enjoyment you know if you're waking up in a puddle of sweat at nighttime you know, you're not getting sleep, you're not restoring your sleep, you're still up and running, you know, the, the clock goes off at seven, you're on at the door or six or whatever, and you're go, 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 go. This is half of our population who were doing the bulk of the care in our society and communities looking after children. And so it's really important that they get the support and not be sort of dismissed and say, oh, you'll be fine, just get through it. So when I said to her, no, this is going back to my doctor, I said, I don't believe that I have depression um, because it was literally like being under a haze. I wasn't, I was just on neutral. I wasn't sharp. I am a writer by trade. I, I had brain fog. Things weren't coming to me quickly. I just didn't feel like me. And that's a hard thing for docs to kind of, when you're trained in a certain kind of way to go and look at things as a pathology as a like, what can I prescribe? It's like, you got to look at the whole person and go, okay, she's not buzzing on all of her cylinders. How can I help her? And that's where the missing piece for me was. And so I went to my OBGYN, a specialist here in Toronto. He actually, well, he tried to deliver my third child, but I came a bit too early. He was very cross with me. I delivered my baby a bit too early that week. But anyways, it's grand. Um, but he he was the one. who said, no problem. He said, you're a good candidate. And I had already got the Mirena coil. So you do have to, you can't just take estrogen on its own. You have to take micronized progesterone as well in order to um, look after the womb so you don't have the thickening of the womb if you only take estrogen. This is all the tech stuff, and I don't want to nerd out. I just want to... So that's the the next step, and I'm not joking you. It was topical estrogen, so it's taken transdermally. It's a gel. You pump it on you. So I should probably have brought mine, but it's a clear gel, ladies. You put it on your arm or your outside of your thigh after you have your shower, and I'm not joking you. Within three days, I was back.
1: Wow. So Catherine... I just really want to emphasize the change you saw after treatment, because once again, you had to seek out help outside that your family from your family doc. Yeah. And, and and I just want to get a sense from you. What changed for you after starting treatment?
2: I I can only describe it as you know, you just don't feel yourself. You're, you're, you're humming along. You're thinking, you know, I'm almost, you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The kids are able to go to the washroom by themselves and you got, you, you, you're, you're entering this exciting new chapter and, and all of a sudden you're hit by this wall of just, you're not functioning. You're not able to recall words. You're just not yourself. You're very, I was very irritable, um, uh, you know, quick to fly off the handle, but then also emotional um, as well. And it was just one of those situations where I was like, not myself. And then within three days, I mean, it's tremendous, the positive effect that it had on me within three days. I felt like I was back to being Catherine again. I found myself again, where before I was lost under this weight of whoever I was or not, you know, I just didn't recognize myself and neither did the family around me. And this is the thing. It's like, you don't want people to kind of, um, to be pushed aside, to be dismissed. And a lot of women listen to their doctors and say, oh, well, I guess it is me. And then they they compound their sense of anxiety or not feeling great about themselves by saying, maybe I am losing my mind. And then put more of the pressure on themselves to kind of be able to just get through it, to struggle through it. And that's a real tragedy. I, you know, I'm actually quite lucky, but I don't believe that women should have to be lucky in order to get the care that they deserve, the support that they deserve. Because... This is a huge proportion of our talent pool of wisdom and experience um, that we can really use to energize and, and inject more joy into the world. Because goodness know, we need a lot more joy and energy in this world right now. So,
1: Amen. But but, but it's like you said, like it's so many women, like every woman is going to go through this, right? Yeah. And then if you think about what stage in, in their careers and life that they're in. Like mm-hmm. I, selfishly, you know, when I look at healthcare, you know, when in that age demographic, those are our most experienced, seasoned yeah. staff. 100%. That, yeah. That we need, especially in a, uh, a healthcare crisis, as yeah. ta- yeah. we you heard many times, yeah. we need them to be at their fullest potential. And so if we're we're not offering options for folks that are, really going through all these, like, think about these symptoms, like mental fogginess, uh overall fatigue, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, like all these things, the hot flashes, hot flashes yeah. you know, like how could we not try and, and, hot, and prioritize hot, that?
2: Hot, hot flash is a bit of a euphemism too, because, you know, there's literally women who are experiencing it to the point that they're drenching. I mean, I, I've been stopped in the pasta aisle, of my local supermarket and, you know, because women are starting to chat to me a lot more as, as I kind of, you know, reach out more because and they go, oh, my gosh, I have to put two towels under me while I'm sleeping. So it's not just a hot flash. I'm talking bed soaking sweats. Mm. That's debilitating. Can you imagine a man being told, you know, by the time he's midlife? OK, so um, your sex drive, that's going to 10. And then you are gonna feel like crap. And then you're going to get soaked through the skin with your suit. So you may have to change twice a day. Um, You also won't remember words, uh, where your keys are. You'll be in a rage and you'll have crying jags. But other than that, suck it up, buttercup, and get through it. Not on your life. It just wouldn't happen. Now, I'm not posting this as a kind of like, this is a, a sexist thing. I don't believe in that at all. I think it's just an awareness thing. And if I can be an advocate and if I can be a pushy broad for other ladies so that they can feel empowered, emboldened to find their joy, to find that pause, to find the care and support that they need individualized, then I'm more than happy to do it. You know? So, and I, you know, I'm feeling good. So I I want other women to feel like this too. I think that they deserve it.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, this is why we're doing the show. Like just, Reduce the needs to suffer, and mm-hmm. you know, we talk like HRT uh, hormone replacement therapy had a bad rap for a while, and, and now you're seeing a resurgence. Even like the Canadian guidelines seem to be yes. more yeah. updated in terms of what's what options are for all folks, including people that had a cancer history and so on. But maybe we could also touch on your experience with non HRT mm-hmm. options. So. I think, like, everything we've, like, within medicine, you, you want it to be individualized. You want it, what's best for that patient in front of you. And maybe there are some non-therapeutic, non-medical uh, options that make sense for folks. So what what do those look like? Or maybe even speak to your own experience. What's worked for you?
2: So... uh so again multifactorial as you as you just said and again you're looking for a risk benefit ratio so what are your risk factors you know and then you'd have a personalized discussion with with your doctor um i didn't have any underlying uh health conditions other than the fact that i was raging i was about to like tear the hair head off my poor husband um or the kids too they're like why is, why is mum raging We need to just all hide in the basement and I'm joking about it because I want to, I want to, I, I'm not making fun of ourselves, but I do also want us to go, okay, it's okay to laugh. And it's okay to get the help that you need to, because, you know, I'm honestly like, you so deserve it ladies. Like we're, 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 we're there. Like we need it. We need it. And so the things that I used was with Dr. Lorna Vanderhaeg. She's a Canadian pharmacist and she, um, developed a whole series of supplements and these are phytoestrogens. So estrogen uh used to be from made from the pregnant mares. So it was called premarin. I think it was which was pregnant mare something or other. You know, beautiful. So it was from the urine of pregnant mares where but now it's made from yams. But so yams, um soy, uh so tofu, those kinds of foods um some you know the dark green leafy vegetables, all of these things, especially your whole foods. Um, Phytoestrogens are present there. Sage, sage leaf is another one. So sage as a supplement for hot flashes has been shown to be beneficial. Ashwagandha for anxiety, um, and again, you would look at all of those things. I never took anything without um, consulting with the physician first. Um, and if you're on any other medications, which I'm not. So sometimes you'd have a contraindication. I have to say that because I don't want people going out there and taking everything. Um, and they worked to a certain degree, but it just wasn't quite cutting the mustard. So for some women, it's enough. For some women, they need um, the hormone replacement. Some women just are not comfortable with taking it. Some women can't take it estrogen and, and progesterone because it really um, disagrees with them. So, again, it's about playing with, I mean, you know, but how are you going to get that kind of care with with most primary care physicians right now? I mean, it's, you know, they're run off their feet if, if they're even open and seeing patients in person right now. Um, uh, you're just not going to get that kind of care. So that's why I started doing these lattes and learns where I would put together my personal experience, the kind of information that I have access to, the because I've done an awful lot of the medical reading, not that I'm a doctor, though I play one on TV, but I am comfortable reading the medical jargon because I grew up in a family of doctors. So whatever I didn't understand, I would kind of ask. Um, And it's not that complicated. So it's just about informing myself, but also then sharing with other women. This is not rocket science and it's kind of old age way of common sense approach to healthcare.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and but it's good to number one, bring up, obviously you want to bring this up with the healthcare professional. Number two, uh, like knowing that there's some other non HRT ways that might benefit women. Three, what about like some of the other lifestyle stuff? Like I've, I've read some things on, you know, resistance training, for example, like other kind of uh, lifestyle modifications that might help. Are you, have you, has anything else worked for you?
2: Yeah, so I think, so one of the things about anxiety or any of these things, women, I mean, you know, when, this is a word to the wise, if you ask your wife or your significant other, what is she thinking and she says nothing, she's lying. She has about 85 million tabs open in her head. And when she says nothing and you just wander off, don't do that. Go back and say, "No, I really need. To, I think you need to talk about your feelings or something, because there's usually something going on." Um, so for me, one of the things is to how do you get out of your head so that you stop overthinking and get into your body. So that's another thing is is minding your mind. So how do you mind your mind? I do it one of two ways. I do it through exercise. So uh, some women love a good cardio. Some women don't. And I'm doing a lot more weights than I used to because the risk of osteoporosis increases. Exactly. Thank you. The gun show. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, looking at into upping your intake of protein in general. So proteins um, without being too crazy about it either because, you know, you, you want to be caring. I want all of this to be kind of in a balance where you're like looking. If you feel like the chocolate cake, have the piece of chocolate cake but make sure it's good chocolate cake, not (laughs) crap. And also, you know, balance it out, you know, have the glass of wine if you want to have the glass of wine, but not every night of the week. So it's about, again, having an opportunity to listen to yourself, take it in balance. So weight-bearing exercises, so um, doing a lot more weights, Um, all kinds of online versions that are for free. A lot of people who follow me on Instagram see I do a lot of workouts as well. Sometimes I just want to do a run because I just want just to get that, you know, get the endorphins going and just pound the pavement um, so again, yeah, that's, that's one way to get out of your head, get into your body. And then the other thing I would do is mindfulness training, which would be whether you do meditation, whether you do prayer or whatever, but it's again, and science shows us that, you know, if you look at a brain before and after a month of meditation or prayer or whatever it is that you choose, it's about having about five minutes of quiet peacefulness where you listen just to your breathing. And again, lots of that stuff is online and available. And that's great for women because women need that little breathing, getting back to you, you know, and just sort of balancing back again because it's frenetic.
1: Absolutely. So this is great, Catherine. So as you mentioned, you know, resistance training or any form of exercise, how you eat, looking for that balance, but also like – that mindfulness practice to kind of you know, mm-hmm. be aware of what you're thinking and, and just kind of like slow down the mind, I think is great, tremendous mm-hmm. advice.
2: I mean, wouldn't it be great if they had this in a tackle box for primary care? You know, the minute, you know, your midlife women come into your office, you know, so I mean, it, you know, if I were to go in as a, you know a patient, and you, and we had like a little cheat sheet for the women to go, okay, this is these are what my symptoms are. This is what I want to ask, and that would be one thing I would advise a lot of women to do is to write it down, because sometimes you go in there and it's seven minutes. I think that OHIP allows you to speak to your doc, and then you just kind of blank. Um, so I would I would write it down to slow it down, um, and that's another thing that's for mindfulness too. Is you write it down to slow it down. Um, a handwriting. So that you do a diary, five things you're grateful for in the morning or in the evening time. Again, these are taking time for yourself because you're worth that investment. And then allowing the doctor to have this collaborative. And I don't think that it would, I think there's nothing more fulfilling for the, the doc as well as the patient, I would imagine, where the doc goes boom, bitty, boom, biddy bing, and it works. And your patient comes back and says, I feel fabulous. That's a lovely outcome. That would make you feel good as a as a physician,
1: wouldn't it? Oh man. I mean, you ask yourself why you get into this game. I mean, you're in the 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 practice of getting people better, feeling better, yeah. living their best life. And you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about our medical system, the fact that we have really emphasized like just survival instead of like, what can we do to help people thrive? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, we could get, keep you functional, but what's going to make you excel. And I think this mindset needs to shift and it starts with conversations like this. Like really, I mean, a lot of women are suffering, but some people, some, a lot of women are just surviving again by day to day. But it's prime time, yo. Like, why not thrive? Why not just live your, be able to be in a position where you can live your best life and, and so I, I think this is why a lot of us are motivated to, to, to talk about such, such issues. So, and, and I really like the idea because I mean thinking outside the box too about, you know, you know, like empowering people, like giving them the tools. You walk into a family doc, you got these symptoms or you're this demographic, FYI, this is, this is coming down the pipeline. So be aware, you know, if you are feeling that, you know, uh, mental fog, the anxiety, like it could be this, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And, And again, I think it's allowing women to put a name on it. It's like the boogeyman. If you don't have, if you don't have a word for it sometimes to describe it. And sometimes like in medicine, you know, like I sometimes suffer from a swollen eyelid, and they call it blepharitis, which is just swollen eyelid in Greek. But I'm like, okay, at least it's got a name. Um, but again, it's like, uh, how can we put us—that is, all of us, including yourself, Doctor Quadco—how do we, how do we become a co-creator in our own health? You know. Do you really want to put it always in the hands of other people? And it, for me, I find that that makes me more anxious. Like I'd like to be able to, like when my kids were little, and I'm sure there's lots of people listening to this now, um, we, well, certainly with our with our lack of, of cough and cold medicine at the moment, you know, there's a lot of old tips that we used to do. Um, I mean, I grew up in Ireland and I mean, olive oil was in a blue bottle, Behind um, the pharmacist and it was only used for eczema and like, you know, any of those kind of skin. It was, you never put it on your salad. First of all, there was no salad in Ireland in those days. Anyways, I'm aging myself but the point is, (laughs) you know, medicine has changed a lot but but it was also used for ear infections. So they used to put it on a, a cotton bud a yeah. cotton, piece of cotton wool, rather, inside the ear. And then you just treat the temperature or the pain with, you know, mild sort of a paracetamol or whatever acetaminophen at the time. And that's what we did. We never, it wasn't antibiotics all the time because kids kind of grew out of it there, as the eustachian tubes grew longer, you know. Um, we may, may need to return to that kind of kitchen sink medicine. Um, now, I'm not saying MacGyver yourself out of like, you know, a... a, 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 a chronic or acute sort of major health issue. But there's a lot of things that we can do that can be in our toolbox, including, is it going to be estrogen uh, supplement or is it going to be something else? We'll exercise, will going, going out and doing some more things that are going to enrich you. What's going to, what's going to restore your energy? You know, what's going to revive your energy? And oftentimes, the language that, you know, men use in the space of, of mentoring or, you know, the mentor said, like, you got to go out there and you, you know, the Dave Goggins type videos where, you're like, you're, he's running through the desert and he's, stay hard. And he's like, stay hard. And, you know, women are like, mm, that's not really the language that we use. Um, it, you know, our language is slightly different. And, and it's like, I like to use things like where I'm, I'm doing on five. I'm like, what do you want to remove from your life? What do you want to restrict? What do you want to relish? What do you want to repeat? And what do you want to restore? Those are, the, those are the five R's that I would be using. It's like, you, and again, it's about being conscious. It's like, wow, what word am I using to describe myself? Oh, like, oh, I'm so like, oh, I'm such a loser. I, I should be able to do this. All the shoulds, the judge, you know?
1: Repeat the five R's again.
2: Uh, remove, restrict, relish, repeat, and Restore. So those are the five R's that I use for a program for midlife to restore the kinds of things. It's really to be aware. You're looking at the things like, what do you need to remove from your life? That's not, that's not bringing you anything energy-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be people. It could be a bad habit. And then, um, then when, what you're repeating is, well, what you're repeating is a good thing. Okay. You know, what can be a habit? What can be a good habit? How, what restores you? Um, did you always love going to the theater and then stop going to the theater? Did you always love working out in a group settings? Could you go do that again? Anything that gives you those little pockets full of happiness. And then that kind of tops you back up again to revive you. You know, it's all about being aware of that balance again, but most of the time women don't take the time. Well, all of us, we're not taking the time to go. Okay. Where am I going to choose to put my focus? Okay. I'm going to do it here, and I know that I'm going to do three things today. Because it's you can get woo woo, right? You kind of need actions. You want three actions a day that go here. We go A, B, C. I'm going to do these things, and I'm going to get myself going. So, but if you feel like crap because your hormones are at, then you're not even going to get out of bed in the morning.
1: Hey, so. Amen. I, I really like that uh, keeping it practical, Catherine. I like get. I like that. I like the. I mean, I'm. I want to use the five R's. there you go um
2: it's trademarked (laughs) though
1: i hope so (laughs) uh... it's
2: it's just one of those things you just think about and and you know what like it's like when you go out with the guys and you're 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 working out or whatever you do you know the lads get together and it's tremendously boring because i've been and seen them like nobody's talking to each other and you're all watching sport but apparently it works really really (laughs) well for men go figure whereas women when we get together it's like most of the time You know, and we're chatting away and we have a different way of working out our problems. And again, it's like we've had three years where we've been separated from each other, where these communities, you know, have been fragmented, where, you know, maybe we've changed. You know, well, we've all changed. The world has changed. So it's like, okay, where do you want to choose to spend your energy? With whom? Doing what? Um, And this is a tremendous opportunity. You know, once you get like, and I'm telling you, three days, if you have three days in your life, where you go, okay, I'm putting, I've got the micronized progesterone, and I've got my topical estrogen. I'm going to try it for three days and see how I feel on it. And it's like, wow,
1: absolutely. And I, I really like the idea, like, because once again, you want to empower folks, and the lag in education with, with, with the medical field is going to be present. And so, I really want to commend you for having these, what you call them, lattes,
2: lattes and learns. lattes, although. Although I've been encouraged to change it to the evening wine, wines, uh, wine and chats. I don't know. I've, I've got to find something witty to to alliterate there. But yeah, so it was really just to kind of get a group of women together, very grassroots, uh, word of mouth, and uh, and it was a collaborative thing. And and and, and I also did skincare. Skin mm. changes a lot. I mean, our appearance changed a lot. It sounds shallow, but you know how you look. Um, if you look at midlife women, the number like I was like, what is going on with my body? It was like tragic. It was like the midlife spread and I wasn't eating any more per se, but it was all going there. And another function of your brain, because it's such a smart um, part of your body, is that it it makes cheap estrogen in your stomach. So all of that sort of fat around the middle um, that's where estrogen cells can be stored. If you're not making estrogen in other parts of your body, particularly in your ovaries, your brain will say, well, I still need estrogen production. So we'll just put it in the fat cells. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like why am I not losing any weight? So that's part of the frustration too. And I did I did find that my shape changed now. It's kind of gone back to, to normal again too. Um, and also to remember like estrogen and HRT, all this stuff too, it's not just a straight line. It's kind of, you, 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 move, you fluctuate, you, you bend, you try to be. That's, that's a
1: really good point. Cause like I do, you do want to have that set the expectations, right? Like it's not going to be this you yeah. know, straightforward journey. You're still going to have the, the peaks and the valleys. And, and so I think that's a, that's a very important message to kind of set the expectations.
2: And I think there's definitely a space for a community collaborative um, sort of spot, whether it be in this space, the online space where women can go go on and speak with each other and say, oh, I'm feeling this. And then be reassured and say, yeah, me too. It's okay. You'll be grand. And that goes back to, you know, I mean, well, you're a doc, but I mean, not that I'm trying to, you know, denigrate you, but I'm saying like, as a person, as a a non-doc person, oftentimes when you're going into your doctor's office, I would say 85% of the time, thank God, there isn't anything seriously wrong with you, but you're actually looking for reassurance. Yeah. And that in itself can be healing, you know, you know, yeah. Oh my God, I think, and Oh, it's, it's for sure. It's cancer. I've, you know, I've got a Labrador going out of my head or something. Oh, and I know you're grand. You're just, you know, and you kind of need that experience and knowledge of the mentor in the doc, you know, to say, you know, w- which is great medicine, you know, and it's reassuring again, for the doc themselves, but also for the patient coming in, um, that things are working, you know, that it's fulfilling. And I believe, too, that that kind of energetic sort of elevation where we're bringing up the energy of our medical professional, where they don't feel like they're just a cog in a wheel, which is where we are in medicine right now, where they're being kind of moved around spreadsheets um, that you know you've got them and they're actually making a difference, you know. Mm. And so then our patients can feel a difference too, you know. Not that not that midlife women women are patients, but you know it, it is definitely a, a point in life where we do need some some support and validation. Really, say so, you know what what you're feeling is real.
1: It's real, not, it's legit. Yeah. So yeah. no, yeah. Honestly, it's it's what's needed. Like that community. I mean, I think that's what in general a lot of us were missing post yeah. the pandemic. So I think the time is now Yeah. whether, I mean, I'm more of a face-to-face person now that we've been doing that more, but certainly this is, this is a great start. And I, I know you're empowering all these women and hopefully messages like this will, will resonate and we'll see some significant changes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: yeah. I think, I think it's great. And I, hopefully women will, as I say, feel that they can ask the questions now, um, mm-hmm. or they will notice. That, that, you know all the kinds of. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about all the things like you know midlife weight gain, but there's also urogenital kind of stuff that's going on where you know women get repeat UTIs. So urinary yeah, tract we'll cool. Yeah, this is this
1: is this is great. This is uh, the beginning uh, you're here on the show, folks. Like I wanted Catherine to start start off uh this because of a personal experience and and but we're getting several like dr piper to get the medical side to get you know to to go over the data and say you know what your medical uh treatment options are benefits and risks got somebody coming on about the your genital concerns so we'll be be going into we'll be going into this with some depth catherine and i think the we're we're As we like to do, we like to try and change the boogie on the show. You know what I'm saying? Changing the boogie.
2: Listen, I'm all about
1: ladies doing the boogie, you (laughs) know? No, no, no. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us on the show. This has been grand. And uh, I I, I honestly, actually, before I jump it off, where can people get a hold of you?
2: I'm on Instagram. So it's at Catherine.Brennan. And I often do a What's for Dinner segment on my uh, on my stories. And I also do a Fresh Face Friday where I do a lot of skincare stuff, which uh, really cl- links into what you're changing skincare needs as we go down the path of life of menopause. That's a whole other conversation. It's
1: another kettle of fish yeah. for real. But
2: for thank sure. you so
1: much. And thank you also for the messages on IG. Every time you send me something, it leaves me... <laughs> Feeling better about life. So, thank you so much. You gotta spread the love. (laughs) No doubt.
2: Okay, take care of yourself. Thank you so much.
1: All right, Qualcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at Qualcast. Leave any comments at Qualcast99 at gmail.com. Leave us that five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Helps with our visibility, helps us spread the love folks spread the love lastly jump on our newsletter at quadcast.substack.com stay up to date with all our latest and greatest that's how we change the boogie folks changing the boogie anyway thanks so much stay fresh